Hey friend, it's Chris. Welcome to Ecce Domino, Latin for Behold the Lord. Let's get beholding. I was listening to For Such a Time as This by Joel Yoon when I learned there was a five-year gap between Esther's night with the king and Haman's plot to kill the Jews. If you're curious, compare Esther 2.16 and Esther 3.7. According to my very faulty memory, things fell into place far more quickly. Esther is crowned. Mordecai saves the king. Mordecai offends Haman. Haman schemes genocide. Mordecai implores Esther to save the Jews. Mordecai gave Hathak a copy of the orders for the murder of the Jews and told him that these had been read in Susa. He said, show this to Esther and explain what it means. Ask her to go to the king and beg him to have pity on her people, the Jews. Hathak went back to Esther and told her what Mordecai had said. She answered, tell Mordecai there's a law about going in to see the king and all his officials and his people know about this law. Anyone who goes in to see the king without being invited by him will be put to death. The only way that anyone can be saved is for the king to hold out the gold scepter to that person. And it's been 30 days since he has asked for me. When Mordecai was told what Esther had said, he sent back this reply. Don't think that you'll escape being killed with the rest of the Jews just because you live in the king's palace. If you don't speak up now, we will somehow get help. But you and your family will be killed. It could be that you were made queen for a time like this. Haman is inarguably a creep. But Yun suggested perhaps Xerxes was even more of one. Sometimes this book is portrayed as a romance, but I think it's more like a near tragedy. I can't imagine Esther's loneliness in the harem. She's a pretty prize, taken out from the vault to be admired when the king remembers she exists. She didn't ask to be married to such a selfish, impulsive brute. Read Esther 1 if you don't understand my dislike of Xerxes. She's endured all of this to preserve her life, and now that is being required of her. My gut reaction is that it's not fair. This is Mordecai's mess. He alienated and antagonized Haman. Does he empathize with the queen when he understands her predicament? Does he reconsider? No, he insists all the more. In Mordecai's defense, I don't think he actually thought Esther would come to any harm. What stands out about his response is the firmness of his belief that salvation is inevitable. He's certain it's going to work out, even if he's not sure how. I'm starting to understand that mindset. Granted, I'm not facing anything equivalent to government-sponsored annihilation of my entire ethnicity. Obviously. I do have lots of days where I feel hopeless, though. I wonder often if this is as good as it gets. And it is good. I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop, believing if there will be change, it must be for the worst. Yet, I know how my story ends. Sometimes that makes me impatient for heaven. But recently, it's encouraging me to not just keep existing, but to keep expecting. I don't know how far I am from the next plot twist, but I know God isn't done. I know I'm not done. Back to Mordecai's point. Maybe this is why you. I don't know why you were chosen of all the Jewish virgins in the capital. I don't know why you had to endure the last five years. But now is your moment of truth. You don't have to be a voiceless victim anymore. You're not just a woman, not just a prisoner in the palace. You, powerless though you feel, could be the means God uses to rescue all of us. Does this remind anyone else of Silent from the live-action Aladdin? I don't know that our moments are quite so clear. 
It wouldn't surprise me if most of us have no idea why we matter until Jesus explains our lives like he explains his parables. The fact remains that our days are made of moments. And rather than lamenting our insignificance, we have the option and the obligation to wait watchfully. God knows what he's doing. My ignorance does not diminish his wisdom, his power, or his love. The scroll was named Esther, not Mordecai. She is the protagonist. He has a point, but she has a choice. I'll let her tell it. Esther sent a message to Mordecai saying, Bring together all the Jews in Susa and tell them to go without eating for my sake. Don't eat or drink for three days and three nights. My servant girls and I will do the same. Then I will go in to see the king, even if it means I must die. Mordecai did everything Esther told him to do. Mordecai didn't obey Esther because she was the queen. He obeyed her because she was all in. She knew what she was risking. She chose love. She chose obedience. I think we might emphasize the wrong message when we tell this story. For such a time as this will never not be timely. But the history of the people of God is built on, if I perish, I perish. God's commandments don't come with the guarantee of safety. Faithfulness is risky. God is God. He'll be fine. Us? We're squishy. Timidity and reluctance make sense. They also prevent miracles. Esther, unlike the outed Jews, could have kept hiding her identity. It's highly unlikely, especially in retrospect, that Haman could have successfully gone after the king's favored woman. That road led to possible death. Interrupting the temperamental king led to probable death. Esther didn't do it to save her own skin. Esther did what she believed was right, fearing failure. She did not succeed because of her feminine wiles or her quick wit. She succeeded because God is sovereign. The Lord controls rulers just as he determines the course of rivers. Proverbs 21.1 CEV It's easier for me to believe that God can redirect a hurricane than to believe he can redirect the human heart. I don't know how people prayed for me for so long without losing hope. Maybe they did. Maybe hope fluctuated. Maybe they had to find it again every morning. The struggle is real. The moment is real. The danger is real. The Savior is real. Waiting is not easy, but it's worth it. God is not a wizard, but he is never late, nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. Hold hope, friends. Keep faith. Choose love.